0: Hi everyone. I'm Emily. and I'm Vince. And this is the lighthouse Lowdown.
1: Cue music.
0: We're in an, a studio now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kinda. We're in the first edition of what I have ramshackled together. I wish I had a four uh, more fun word that was monocle themed, swashbuckled together. I don't know what swashbuckling is though.
0: I merely thought riprap. It's since riprap. It's a just rip-rap like studio. thrown rocks thrown together.
1: <laughs> it's not great, but it's, it's it's ours. It's uh our sound acoustic treatment for now is moving blankets mm-hmm. that are put on conduit rod suspended by two by fours paired together to make four by fours.
0: Just a note. These are, in fact, trip hazards.
1: Oh, yeah. There's lots of... Yeah. So, we don't own this house. So, to make these improvements temporary and not into the walls and ceiling, then uh, it's been pretty creative. I took a couple of photos right before we started. Oh, good. The little studio. It's kind of embarrassing. So, maybe I'll...
0: What do you mean? <laughs>
1: take some We're more. We're living the dream. <laughs> we have... Uh, I could count them for you, but you wouldn't want to wait. Maybe 25... Of the fifty foam tiles from Amazon that I put on the ceiling in a checker pattern. Yeah. Um You know the so. the D
0: and D podcast I listen to, they rent one, they go and record and then leave. Oh. But okay. look into it. It looks fun.
1: Now that we built this, we could look into it. <laughs> but this is yeah, so this is our little studio, the rip rap studio. And we've got a very nice sized television. Yeah. Which is the probably nice the best. The thing is,
0: yeah, that we can show each other what we're talking about now instead of me just trying to describe. Right. I never thought about that until you did a, a lighthouse episode and mm-hmm. you were just like, here's a picture of it. I was like, what, what have I been doing all this time? I've just been like describing it. <laughs> we're also barely. sitting
1: across the kitchen table, like two feet from each other. <laughs> like, what does it look like? Tell us.
0: But now we have a TV connected to my computer so I can show him and we now have a YouTube channel. Where we'll be posting videos that use the audio from our podcast. And then the visual aids are what the um, YouTube video is for. So you'll be able to see what we're talking about when we're talking about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I am working with the video editing so you can make fun of it and tag myself on that. Uh, The very first video I think that will go up. I just edited last night and that was our interview with a bohemian, Toby. Toby Smith. I was trying to think of which episode I was on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. our interview with him, he actually sent us some photos, so we wanted to incorporate those, and a fun way is with this YouTube. So if you if you play the podcast on YouTube, including this episode, you can follow along, and as we say, wow, it's a red lighthouse, or whatever, you can look up at your screen and see it's red. Yeah. It's it's not live video of us, uh, but it's, no. it's what we're talking about at the time. So... <laughs>
0: Video may be considered when we're not in the RIPRAP studio. Right.
1: We're more of a slideshow. Slideshow <laughs> production right now. Slideshow type of footage. A couple of engineers sit down, spreadsheets, spreadsheets, and slideshows.
0: So Another side note, I'm selling something on Facebook Marketplace, and a lady just sent me a message just saying, I like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Does she like it enough to pay for it yeah, and have it as hers?
0: enough to buy it or just letting me know that you're a fan.
1: On this, the day of the Kansas City Chiefs,
0: Yeah, I'll say it's a Chiefs coat, and it's pretty cool. And I bought it hoping that it would be, uh, it's a men's large, so I was hoping that it would be kind of just like an oversized coat, like very cute, very in style. And it was just like I was... Swimming. Yeah. Yeah. Reselling.
1: That's a good problem.
0: It's a good time to buy a Chiefs coat, so that's that.
1: Today, (laughs) if anyone doesn't know, we're recording today's the day of the AFC Championship. Yes tonight versus the Bengals, and there's a lot of stress in my sides and heart and yeah. it's gonna be great it's gonna be awesome go cheese super bowl all the way
0: down with the Bengals. they're too aggressive for me their play style is a little too uh handsy <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know that football that rough football
0: <laughs> exactly okay so on with the episode i don't have a history buoy today because yesterday I was trying to pick one, and uh, our listeners have sent in a couple of history buoys for us to cover, and one of them, I think I need some more information, so I started it and then bailed, and I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll get this one figured out more, so I selected a different one, but then I realized I could do like a whole episode on that one, so I mm-hmm. also bailed, and by then, it was late at night, and I wanted to quit, so yeah. there's no history buoy um, for today. <laughs>
1: The history buoy for today is that it's surprising how much work goes into uh, maybe a two-minute discussion of a short fun fact in history. Yeah, uh, exactly.
0: That's the other thing is sometimes I'll put history buoy and then I'll I'll write the topic and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll go back and fill that in later. And then when by the time I'm finished writing the notes for the episode, I'm like, oh my god, I forgot the history buoy. And then researching a whole nother topic to write on and keep it short when I wanna just talk about it and on and on and on. So that it's just uh it's a lot. So labor of love. Yeah, so please accept the fact that we don't have a history buoy, but we are going to have some sometimes. So send in <laughs> your ideas.
1: <laughs> we got a couple, it sounds like, from yeah. listeners. Awesome. Yeah. Great.
0: We have a couple. So So send them in. All right. I'm going in. Lighthouse today is The East Brother Light Station.
1: East, like brother. Brother. Okay.
0: I think. Maybe it's East Brother Island. Hang on. Must confirm. Checking in. It's The island always kind of gets lost for me whenever I'm doing the name of lighthouse. Mm -hmm. No, it's just East Brother. Okay. Okay. (laughs) We can trust the title of my notes. There was
1: no island to lose. That's good.
0: But it is on an island, so I'll just... Oh, never mind. So... If we're looking at the lighthouse right now, here, I'll pull up a picture for you, Vince.
1: I can't wait to see on this big, beautiful screen.
0: Okay, this...
1: East Brother. Oh, it's cute.
0: Yes, it is very visually appealing.
1: It's got those red accents we love so I much. I know.
0: Anytime it has red, it's just top top of my list. We are looking at East Brother Light Station. It is in the... Here we go. This is another thing. You know how it's San Francisco? Mm-hmm. This island that it's sitting on is in the... San Pablo Strait. I wanna say San. It's San Fran we're in San Francisco San Francisco. San San Francisco (laughs) So I wanna say San Pablo Strait. That sounds San Pablo.
1: I have no idea that so I'm gonna just go with whatever you say.
0: Yeah, just leading up, I'm probably gonna say San Pablo. If that's wrong, I'm sorry. You can let me know. It's San Francisco, so I understand there's a difference. (laughs) But whatever. Anyway, we're at the San Francisco Bay in California. There's a strait between two points, and it's called the San Pablo Strait, and that's where this island is. And I'll show you a a map in a second when I get more into it. It's a gorgeous house. Yeah. We're looking at a really beautiful integral lighthouse uh, consisting of a three-story tower and that's built into a two-story Victorian style house so they've done a lot of restoring work to get it to where it is today which is picture's current so sorry to
1: interrupt you i was going to say yeah this uh it's just uh, it's very interesting of a home i mean i know it's not just someone's house but when was this taken is this a recent development Are yeah. we gonna talk about that
0: yeah i'll talk about when all the renovations History. were done but they're always they actually do repainting, restoration work, and everything every other... Oh, sorry. Every second Saturday... Oh, sorry. <laughs> the Sometimes. Second, the second Saturday of every month. So, monthly, they're doing um, touch-ups wow. on the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, it's Too well. tan, or what they would say, ochre, with a white trim, and red roofing, and also the chimney is painted red, which I enjoy. And nice the top to of the lantern room and all of that. So, just little accents of bright, like fire, fire, um, is it, fire station red. Mm-hmm. But yeah, very cute. It's 48 feet tall uh, and has a flash pattern of flash white every five seconds. And it's also fully restored and is currently a bed and breakfast. Oh. Yeah. And I have a lot to say about that. So <laughs> we'll go into the history first so you guys can hear all about it.
1: Nice photo. Thank you. Good opener.
0: Actually, I think this one is from Wikipedia. But I'm sure the people who took the picture are this is the group that owns the lighthouse. Yeah. So,
1: are we gonna talk about that? Who does own it?
0: I'll let you know. Buckle up, <laughs> swash. Buckle up. In 1870, so it's not too old of a lighthouse. But when was um, Paradise Island? 18 Oh, I forget. It was 17.
1: Either 17 late 1700s or 1800s. Okay. I can't recall. Which is pretty amazing, given. The Bahamas yeah. and all of the hurricanes and tough history, sure. but yeah. yes.
0: <laughs> also, the placement of Paradise Island is right on the edge, just sand everywhere, so yeah. you'd think it would have gone down a long time ago, but- Holding on. Yeah. Anyway, 1870, lots of steamers and sailing vessels and ships would pass through the San Francisco Bay for mining silver, gold, and mercury at this oh. time, along with Navy ships because the- San Pablo Bay at this time was a Navy shipyard and produced its first ship in 1859, which was called the USS Saginaw. So let me picture, picture, picture. Here we go. Okay. So here's San Pablo Bay and we have San Francisco Bay and you have to come through here from the Pacific Ocean, take a hard left, (laughs) (laughs) and right here in this area is the san pablo straight so
1: oh look there. at our zoom i feel uh, like i'm there
0: <laughs> this is the san pablo point point san pablo mm-hmm. and that's to the southeast if yep. you're looking at a map yep. and then above that is san pedro point point san Pedro. Saint san
1: san <laughs> <So, laughs> san pedro san pedro so those two points make up the straight edges
0: yeah, this is the strait right here. And also, here's the Golden Gate Bridge. You know where we are.
1: I didn't real. I mean, this is stupid to say. I know. But I didn't realize it was that large.
0: Of a gap? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I also didn't realize the ocean was to one side. I thought it was like, you know, this would be the Golden Gate Bridge. Right, and like inland. in inland. Yeah, yeah, inland. The anyway, 580. Here it is. Here we go.
1: People over there probably know what we're talking about. Ooh, there's a barbecue joint there. <laughs> Black Star Pirate oh, Barbecue. some
0: golf. Peacock Gap all right no sponsorship on this video (laughs) (laughs) okay point san pablo and then we've got point san pedro and then right here this tiny little cluster we have the east brother light station Hmm. how it got to be built on this island is kind of like a long story but in 1870 the lighthouse board requested a lighthouse at or around point san pablo in and in march 1871 they set aside $20,000. So they needed a lighthouse here because the amount of people coming through here, especially during the California gold rush was Mm -hmm. at this time, was a lot. So they needed to have someone that would keep people from hitting either of these points when they were passing through the strait. Yes.
1: My hand is raised for those who can't (laughs) see.
0: (laughs) Vincent, yes. (laughs) Can
1: can you uh, zoom in on the island there? East Brother Light Station and island. So a couple comments. One, the Google Maps when we look at it shows water routes. Like when I'm looking at going on ferries and stuff, mm-hmm. that's actually the route that the boat will usually take. It's yeah. So it goes right past your island. Yes. And what is that other? Is it the same island that sometimes is submerged? What lo- is that?
0: This is West Brother Island
1: no light station there though no they didn't choose to build on west brother the further of the two into the
0: no and it's probably because the terrain there is different Uh than here like it was probably one that this is closer to the point which makes it easier to uh you know get Get people to and from yeah Yeah. and then the layout here was easier to blast flat the rock rather than probably over here is a little bit pointier because it's skinny and thin
1: and then where are these passengers headed to most often on this route?
0: Nowadays, uh, I'm not sure. I'm Over here, there's Sacramento and Pittsburgh. Yeah, And so it's probably just...
1: The San Pablo Bay. Ooh, Grizzly Bay. That's cool. But, yeah. Yeah, lots going on over here. Mm-hmm. Okay, lots of traffic, I bet.
0: Oh, there's a six flags. <laughs> 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 All right, whoa. So the land desired for the lighthouse was private property. Which shouldn't be a problem because normally, you know, the government will pay a lot of money for land that Mm -hmm. they want for. uh, Hopefully. Yeah. But the amount that was offered by the government was insufficient in the eyes of the landowners. And so they rejected the uh, government's offer. And so then the government took them to court.
1: (laughs) (laughs) On the eminent domain. Is that what
0: this is? Um, It never said that, but I assumed that's Mm. kind of what they were enacting is, yeah. So the jury came back with, okay, this amount of land, which was 12.8 acres, uh, is worth $4,000. And the landowners rejected it and filed an appeal. They still thought that wasn't an appropriate amount of money, which I find is interesting because the U.S. LHS actually has a note that the Lighthouse Board at that time thought that that was an insane amount of money to offer for the land that they were trying to buy but yeah. because time was ticking you know and people were really nervous about this area they just were like fine four thousand dollars it's fine but then the landowners were like still not good enough <laughs> this
1: is California
0: <laughs> I'm sorry this place is gonna be booming here you want to buy basically. an
1: island in California
0: <laughs> no this is a section of the point at this at this stage oh really so okay. that's this is how the whole island thing happened oh. originally nobody wants to build a lighthouse, lighthouse on an on island? island because it's 10 times so harder, harder to just to, to get access and get people out there and it's just a lot more sad for the people who are stationed out there. Mm. So They didn't want to do that but the appeal was delayed and so time was just kind of... We're, we're well into 1872 at this point and so nervous like boat captains and sailors came to the lighthouse inspector in San Francisco and suggested that the lighthouse be built on East brother Island, which was already owned by the government at this time, Hmm. the brothers, which is these two little islands uh, were um, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Anytime I like get away from my notes, this is the problem. I write my notes too thoroughly. So then if I'm like talking and talking, and I look at my notes. I can't just be like, You know, there's like three words to look at and I can just keep talking. It's like a sentence. So I'm like it. uh."
1: Oh, yeah. I share that feeling, too. I read that that whole military story I told about Mm. Nassau. Yeah. The raid on Nassau. It was all like It was like pages. Yeah. No, it was pages. And then I was like, I can, let me just say what I remember. And then the other stuff, (laughs) let me read through it again on there.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of what (laughs) happened here. So they already owned this pair of islands, which were called the Brothers. Brothers. And uh, we had East Brother and West Brother. And then across the street over here are the Sisters. And they are renamed now. It's West and East Marin. Patriarchy. (laughs) Yeah, wait a minute. (laughs) What the hell?
1: (laughs) I'm sure there's some good reason.
0: Yeah, I didn't look it up because they're not really relevant except for that I was kind of thought it was fun that there's... um, Two sets of Yeah, pairs. brothers and sisters. That's yeah. cool. And they were reserved for military purposes by President Andrew Johnson in 1867. So these four islands were not supposed to be used for anything other than military purposes, especially mm. because this was the entrance to a Navy shipyard.
1: Oh, it's was a defensive position.
0: Yeah. They had to ask the Secretary of War, and he agreed that the lighthouse could be built on this island as long as... If it were ever needed for a military purpose, it would be evacuated and used immediately. The lighthouse is yeah. then turned into exactly a turret. Yeah, so that's how the whole island thing happened, and uh, the people got to keep their land on the point. <laughs> yeah. I really I should have looked up to see, you know, what happened to that land, but I would have to find their names and all of that. So
1: there's well, yeah. gun club. There's a gun club. <laughs> that's <laughs> probably them. Chevron Rod, <laughs> and Gun Club, San Pablo Marina. And I don't know why I said that so strangely. I was <laughs> reading it as I was saying. Where's Black the... Star Pirate Barbecue.
0: There's a yacht harbor.
1: Interesting collection. So Whiting Rock out in the water and Invincible Rock. Those are probably submerged. I'm guessing because they're not Ooh, showing up. Yeah, that's interesting. Can you go to the layers in the bottom left? Click on that. Whoa. Google. That's the Earth view.
0: I have never seen this. Yeah. Oh.
1: So that's a satellite image. Look, this is definitely. Yeah, that's all rock. Yeah. West Brother is literally just a rock. <laughs> it's not just a rock. <laughs>
0: it's pointy. It Looks like an arrowhead. Let's see what sisters look like over here. I wonder why they didn't decide not to use that.
1: Yep, I don't know. I would guess it has something to do with the ship route. Like if you hug close to oh, there, look, that's probably is the all best part.
0: Shallow. This was probably more uh intimidating more da- to sail dips. by than an area where you know I mean, this island is not going to be a danger to anybody because they know exactly how shallow this area is going to be. Whoa. Okay. I got distracted. I don't like this view. So, Secretary of War agreed, and they decided to build on East Brother Island. Mm -hmm. In 1873, the top of the three-quarter acre island was blasted flat. And along with the lighthouse, they built a water tank, fog signal building, a wharf, storage shed, and a domed cistern to collect rainwater. Nice. That was in the middle. Only 10 months of work later, on March 1st, 1874, the lamp was lit inside the fourth order lens, and the revolving lens produced four different beams. So it was like a, would have been a really quick flashing pattern. Question?
1: That's so cool.
0: Oh. <laughs> You looked like you had something to say about it.
1: Nothing about the four beams and rotations. So, it would be cool. Yeah. Kind of a strobe out there.
0: <laughs> it's a party. The fog signal was used anytime Red Rock Island to the south.
1: Yep, yep, right next to the shipping path.
0: Just south of Richmond Bridge. That's a long one. San Quentin Beach. And, sorry. So anytime Red Rock Island was not visible um, or point San Quentin to the west, uh, which is over here, <laughs> San Quentin Beach. <laughs> It's hard because the mass is slow. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. So anytime those were not visible or the sisters by fog, then they would use the foghorn, which was an eight second blast with 24 seconds of silence, a four second blast and another 24 seconds of silence.
1: So they're really going after it with that foghorn.
0: Yeah. And actually nowadays, 24 seven between um, October and I think it's March, the foghorn is active. Wow. But Two And you today. can stay on the island during those months. <laughs> <laughs>
1: is there a discounted rate for the I Airbnb? Think there is, yeah. Earplugs but are given out. I'll talk about it. Oh, okay. In
0: 1878, the lens was replaced with a fixed fourth order lens and the lamp was changed from lard oil to mineral oil. Hmm. So just moving through the times. And a fun fact, which is something that I saw in. The USLHS archives is that during this time, this was considered a remote lighthouse, even though it's only a 10 minute boat ride from the point, um, just because it's on an island. And so a tender delivered food rations to the keepers. I don't know how often I I can never find exactly what the time period is because it sounds like a lot of food, but it also I've never lived on rations. So I don't know that for sure. But they made a note of what was given to every single keeper that was at a remote station. And it is 200 pounds of pork, 100 pounds of beef, 2 barrels of flour, 50 pounds of rice, 50 pounds of brown sugar, 24 pounds of green grain coffee, which I never looked up. I meant to, because I want to know how that differs from the coffee that we have today. 10 gallons of beans or peas, 4 gallons of vinegar, and 2 barrels of potatoes. Hmm. So not awesome. (laughs) It sounds like you could make something good with it, but in the end, you're just making potatoes meat and beans
1: why brown sugar
0: i'm assuming it's for baking like you would have brown sugar because it's heavy and molasses and Uh, white sugar would probably be more expensive because you're making it
1: 200 pounds of of pork is what i started with (laughs) yeah yeah heck yeah
0: (laughs) and 100 pounds of beef i it's that's not that much beef is pork a lot cheaper than beef
1: uh i really can't say i think so i think it is cheaper what era is this
0: I don't know, like probably eight nineteen hundreds. 1900s. Yeah.
1: So probably, well, if it were more recent, I would say, I would guess that there's more chicken that's delivered because chicken's the cheapest.
0: Yeah, but chicken can't be preserved, really.
1: Right. Pork, like, yeah. Pork is a really good option mm-hmm. as far as that goes. Salted pork, especially.
0: Anyway, um, <laughs> East Brother at this time was considered remote, but then they took a look at it, you know, like after a couple of In years review. of doing rations, yeah, and they were, they, they considered that it was too close to the shore to be considered remote anymore, so the keepers had to row into town oh. to get all of their rations, but the positive thing about this is that then they were allocated money, mu- like funds to go buy food, so it wasn't, you know. It wasn't a cup of ramen. They could get, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It wasn't jerky and potatoes. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was cool. I've never seen it all listed out like that. So now, you know, the lens was changed again in 1912. So we're jumping ahead a little bit to a revolving lens with three panels of prisms and one blank panel. The lens rotated once every 10 seconds, which is pretty fast. I mean, it's it's a fourth order lens, so it's small. But for it to do a complete rotation, you know, on it on its um, mechanism in 10 seconds, it's pretty fast but it had a flash pattern of 7.5 seconds of light and 2.5 seconds of an eclipse. The station finally had electricity in 1934 through a cable that was laid underwater from the point to the island, which is just called a submarine cable. And at this point, the lamp was changed to a 500-watt bulb and a fifth-order lens, and the light was switched on and off instead of using a revolving lens because that would eliminate Mm. having to have all the mechanism and everything. So I thought that was interesting. I've never heard of a light just being switched on and off. But I'm assuming that's probably just what happened after automation.
1: Yeah, well, that yeah, flash patterns. Yeah. Yeah, instead of having the light physically rotate, they mm-hmm. would just have, well, and it'd be bright enough, I would guess, with more modern technology that yeah. you wouldn't need to focus it in a direction. Yeah, um, but
0: it's still underneath a lens. And so it is still, it's still focused, but it's not moving. Hmm. That's basically the history of its... I'll I'll talk more about what it has today because it doesn't have a franal lens. So I'll talk about that. But there's a couple incidences that happened at the East Brother Island Lighthouse. Two disasters, basically. One of them natural, one of them unnatural. (laughs) Oh, spooks. (laughs) I'll just tell you what both of them are. The first one was the San Francisco earthquake of 1906. Have you heard of it?
1: Um, No. Is just Not to like be insensitive.
0: <laughs> The biggest earthquake, or I guess the be- the worst disaster to happen to San Francisco
1: in 1906. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this
0: was before they had magnitudes measurable, so oh, wow. they have to kind of guess what the magnitude was. Real
1: bad magnitude.
0: Yeah, but generally accepted number is a 7.9 on a scale of 10. Oh my goodness! I think it was intense. It's thought to be anywhere between 7.7 7 and 8.3. They just can't really.
1: It seems like a pretty fine range to me. Yeah, but
0: the deaths were between 700 and 3,000, and the uncertainty was due to the fact that hundreds of deaths were not recorded in Chinatown because at this time racism towards uh, the Chinese coming in were enormous. And I did I I put a uh, an article about that, and also like the Navy shipyard. I used that as a reference, but it goes really deep into um, kind of what like the social hierarchy was in. San Francisco at this time. Cuz a lot of Chinese came over because of the gold rush mm. and they were not spending the money that they were earning. Sure. Because they were just being more conservative with their funds and you know saving and everything. And for some reason, that and a a million other reasons, I'm sure, made people hate them because they were coming in to Taking the US a resource yeah. and not
1: giving it back to the level. Yeah,
0: and not yeah. Exactly. Anyway, unrelated to the story, but I thought it was interesting to read about. Due to the tail end of the California gold rush, so at this time, you know, I was talking about all the mining that's happening, they were using hydraulic mining and it was being overdone because it's a rush. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's actually the root cause of this earthquake is that, oh. yeah, The there's a fault line over here and it was under so much pressure because of the hydraulic mining. And I'm not going to go into how that works, but that's kind of widely considered as the reason for this earthquake, but you can look into how hydraulic mining would cause an earthquake this magnitude anyway. What are you thinking?
1: I was thinking, well, honestly, I was thinking about I I don't mean this politically, but like fracturing, fracking um, has been big in the past 20 years, I think, in our part of the country. yeah. And people have talked about how fracking does or does not contribute to uh, water, uh, underwater sources being contaminated. Mm -hmm. And And, you know, I interviewed at a company called Schlumberger. um, And I, from what I know, it's a good company. And they were an oil field company. So their presentation of that issue was that, you know, here's all this evidence and scientific research and calculations and backup on how those claims are false and Mm -hmm. how what we're doing at Schlumberger, not, I never did join the company, but uh, is okay uh, for the environment. And then, of course, the other side, went to a more liberal environment at college and I uh, heard many of the opposite arguments that seemed really well backed up too. Yeah, so
0: that's just how it works is you Everybody's come in somewhere yeah, they good have reasoning. The, they're, you're always gonna find something somewhere that supports your claim no matter how weird or outlandish it is. And so if all you show are the things that support your claim, you're never going to know that yeah. there's a bunch of stuff out there that doesn't support you yeah. which I'm, is life like yeah. that's how people form opinions that's yeah. like you can be like uh if you look that up online that's not going to be supported like you know you're going to find right. evidence that doesn't support that but if they look up is this how it is
1: confirmation bias
0: yeah then it's going to give you a bunch of yeah. stuff that says yes this is how it is yeah.
1: so th- what i was thinking when i was spacing out just yeah. now was not <laughs> 1906 um, earthquake was not caused caused (laughs) by uh, hydraulic drilling Mm -hmm. but rather um, how did they present that argument in 1906 when scientific research, news, newspaper, word of mouth, technology, social norms were all so different. I would love to see like a delve diving into that. And on
0: that same note, I only saw two sources that said- and it was, you know, from overuse of hydraulic mining from right. the California Gold Rush. There could be a slew of things. I could see, I could have found the only two articles in the world that say that that's the reason. So I could be wrong about that. But
1: I just I just thought it was super interesting. I was thinking yeah. about the people. It's a whole, and, yeah, yeah, it's a whole thing. But so a little bit so. of a side note. Not, that, that was my space <laughs> out. So <laughs> Thanks you've got for a asking. lot
0: going on in your brain over there. Yeah,
1: I could drink some coffee and yeah. once again had Kalachis, uh, which on our last episode yeah. we mentioned kolaches to oh, toby so stupid. <laughs> and then we had to explain it's like a very niche I breakfast just, food
0: i just was like it's just dough pockets yeah. of goodness yeah, is like, that what i said oh. yeah
1: how often do you talk to a foreigner about your breakfast yeah, yeah. how do i explain it I, I be... <laughs> a it, foreigner it I the should.
0: first thing i said to him was just like in kolaches and he's like Kalachis, like, like what are those and i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> like,
1: i think he said whatsies. <laughs> i, I <laughs> edited the video last night so thank you toby <laughs> we appreciated that laugh
0: yeah thanks but, for just going with the flow
1: <laughs> uh, all that is to say my mind is wandering this morning I, I apologize
0: that's okay it's a good topic discussion i can say whatever i want to be factually correct but <laughs> i'm just i'm just yeah i'm giving the information that i find online which is not going to be everything it's going to be just a little bit can't
1: believe the internet (laughs) (laughs) all right so back to talking about earthquakes 1906
0: i have a picture up now of the intensity of the earthquake at different areas in in california when this earthquake happened and we are right here Mm -hmm. so obviously we're in a very bad area for feeling the effects of the earthquake it's pretty concentrated Yeah, it's estimated that 90% of the damage from this event, which was estimated to be around actually over $8 billion today, was from resulting fires from damaged gas pipes that were were from the earthquake. So the earthquake happened. It was horrible, you know, like damage and destruction and everything. But then things started blowing up because the gas mains were broken. Yeah. Yeah. And so people were, that houses had still survived, were like, starting their gas stoves in the morning and would spark an explosion mm. and another thing i read that i didn't make notes about it but it's a small thing most of the insurance for people's houses mm-hmm. didn't cover earthquake damage but they covered fire damage so they said if you have a fire oh, no. that resulted from this earthquake then we'll cover clam- the damages and so people were intentionally setting fire in their houses after earthquake because they had so much damage that wouldn't be covered. They wouldn't have money to fix it. So they just set their house on fire.
1: <laughs> that is such an interesting, it's the same thing we are just talking about. Yeah. What, like, what is the truth? Like, I know. Yeah. Someone stole my car and it wasn't insured for that, but then they happened to set fire to it. Cause yeah. I have Fire insurance on my car. <laughs> mm. They happened Perfect. to after I got it back.
0: <laughs> it was an accident. Yeah. <laughs> they parked it and set it on fire. Oh uh, yeah.
1: So interesting.
0: So the lighthouse itself was safe from the fires that were breaking on the island, but definitely felt the effects of the earthquake. Um, and they actually wrote about it. The head keeper at the time, John Stenmark, made a note in the logbook that said, quote, A heavy earthquake this morning at 5.15 a.m., lenses of the light broken and glassware oh. broke and everything of glass is broken. Doors open of themselves and the whole island rocking. All the lens broke. End quote. That's so basically... Awful. Anything glass, including the franal lens, was severely damaged. Basically, they had to come in, patch up the lens just to keep it working. You know, kind while of while this was all going. But they needed to get a new lens for that uh, for this event.
1: That's an enormous expense.
0: Yeah, and he's so close to the point. He still he he actually wrote the next day, quote, San Francisco burning fearfully at 9 p.m., and so he can see just san francisco in flames from where he is and made a note of it in the logbook but they didn't actually suffer any fire damage at the lighthouse
1: i have a that's really good i have a side note on uh, for two years i worked internships when i was in college with the same company in two different locations it was a natural gas utility company and so i got to learn a little bit about the history of the systems Mm -hmm. so this is the the natural gas that comes to your house that goes to different businesses it goes to manufacturing and shipping yards and and into your fireplace, into your kitchen stove, all that system throughout history. There's been different materials they use. Now it's mostly plastic, um, but metal before that cast iron um, hub couplings. If you want to look that up. And then at one time there were some pipes that were made of wood. Oh my, they would literally take like a four by four um, wood piece and bore a hole in the center of it. And then the, that, would be roughly coupled together so well it didn't really matter that natural gas was leaking to people like natural gas came out of the earth a lot of places like it's just naturally occurring and so it's you know if it gets to its location you can have your fire then it's good enough like now today we're really concerned about environmental protection because we know a lot more about natural gas and its causes Mm -hmm. especially unburned natural gas is really bad for the environment um to escape into the air but the some of the piping in this area, I'm sure, in early 1900s was wood piping, which That's... becomes brittle. It's buried underground. It's not protected. Yeah. So maybe it has some oil on it to protect it from water damage, but likely that probably contributed to this uh terrible event in the city of gas mains That's just being crazy. open. That's
0: crazy. If they had put, like, two truths and a lie and put... There once existed wooden piping. I would have been like, oh, lie. <laughs> what
1: would you pipe with wood? <laughs> <laughs> especially a flammable substance.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. When, when
1: it's so, when it's in the pipes, natural gas systems. I think it's always been this way, but today especially, it's a hundred percent gas. So it can it cannot combust. There's, it's not possible to burn or explode if it's a hundred percent gas. Once you introduce air, atmospheric, air, atmospheric air then it becomes, uh, once it hits a certain percentage, it goes to the explosive range. Yeah. Once it comes out of the ground and it's exposed to the air, then it can combust or explode or both. Neat. It's not great. (laughs) It's it's not great in the city in 1906.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, uh, that's actually all I have on this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm in the tangent man today.
0: No, it's kind of nice. Don't look... I have all the pictures out to see.
1: It's hard not to look at the 65-inch television screen. I know. Three <laughs> feet away. Taking
0: up the entire peripheral.
1: Oh, wow. The whole island is really nicely done.
0: Yeah, I know. And a- another
1: recent photo, very I Very
0: small, it. yeah.
1: And they got some trees.
0: They actually have, they have a quite a lot of stuff packed on the island. They even have a gift shop now.
1: I'm having a vague, maybe it's a flashback that doesn't exist in my mind, but did you talk to me about this Airbnb at one point? I
0: sure did. Okay.
1: I'm glad that I foggily <laughs> forgot that.
0: I sent you the link because.
1: Oh, there. No. No. Don't say anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll. Tell us more. Okay. The next that's disaster. That's all you have. Baloney, that's all you have. That's the end of the Natural disaster. Oh, now okay. going to the unnatural disaster, I'm sorry. I'm... which is not actually—it's not unnatural, but it's not a natural disaster. It's a man-made disaster. A fire in 1940, uh, preceded by an explosion, or five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh.
0: So the submarine cable for electricity that was laid uh, was taken out by a ship anchor in November 1939. So they started using. It was going to take a long time for them to be able to get this cable pulled up and Repair. repaired. Yeah. So uh, they were using gasoline generators, which oh. needed to be fueled, you know. And that was in the, oh gosh, where would, where did they have all of those? Temporary power. The boathouse. So around this time, there was like um, a year or two where they had to use the gasoline generators instead of electricity to run everything on the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. They use the boathouse for storing all of the gasoline in 50-gallon drums. (laughs) You can kind of see where this is going. So, March 1940, the keeper, Willard Willard Miller. It's a great name, actually. It's just hard to say if you're not ready for it. (laughs)
1: It creeps up on you.
0: Willard Miller. Went to the boathouse to fill a container with gasoline from one of the 50-gallon drums using a... Kerosene lantern for light, so that of he course. could see. And this was at like uh, I want to say one a.m. Imagine having no electricity That's a on an idea. island. I know. And you're like, well, I have, I can't see anything anywhere. You're in the middle of water, and no electricity, so you're gonna be carrying no around ambient gas. light. Yeah. yeah.
1: So he takes an open flame to a mm. house of gasoline.
0: Exactly. And he set it on the ground as he filled the container from the the drum Mm -hmm. which had like a spigot so you know just gas shooting out from a drum (laughs) and when he stepped back the lantern got knocked over by his foot and so it spread out this film of flaming kerosene on the floor and so he's like frantically trying to turn the spigot off of the gasoline but of course the flame catches this
1: oh no gasoline
0: stream that's shooting out and you know flies up into the the gas drum and he only suffered burns to his hands while this was happening you know while he was trying to stop it and he was smart enough to turn around and run out of the boathouse because he's like well (laughs) it's going yeah (laughs) there's no turning back from this uh so naturally drum exploded (laughs) and uh he was smart enough to before it got out of control to get out of the building so there were no casualties from this event which is great because he was right there (laughs) And we know from...
1: Oh, that's embarrassing. Imagine waking up the other guys. Hey, did you hear that? Yeah. I tripped on the
0: lantern. I knocked a lantern over. In the gasoline boathouse. So there was... Four other drums in there all quickly followed, and this explosion—they—they they said it was a like an actual mushroom cloud of fire and smoke that just came out. I don't know why. I think it's funny. Awesome. I think it's just comedic because you can see it in you know the back of your mind. It's just a little island in the middle of the water, and it's just quiet, and then all of a sudden it's just like.
1: At what time? One a.m. One a.m. Yeah, I was gonna sleep well that yeah. night. Yeah, but
0: so. Um, on that note, the assistant keeper, Earl Snodgrass, and his wife, Lillian, were woken up by the first blast and ran to assist. But all they had was a gravity-fed garden hose mm. for water, you know, to, to gonna, stop the water. on so, the gasoline
1: fire. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> the phone line had been destroyed, obviously, when the cable was taken out. <laughs> but a night watchman on the pier on Point San Pablo saw the explosion and called the fire department. But the fire department didn't have the equipment to handle this because they'd need
1: a boat boat. yeah with enough pressure pumping yeah
0: yeah so they actually got the coast guard i think i didn't make a note which i think is stupid but i think the coast guard were called to come and put out the fire and it took them over an hour to get there but they're not on point san pablo so Mm. it wasn't a 10 minute boat ride it was probably a lot more than that and they actually had airplane engines like on the boat awesome Four of them, and so it was oh just like gosh. super powered flying.
1: So it probably pumps water from the from the bay. I bet so. Like it, not see. an it can't be an onboard water source. So explode, many explosions, mushroom cloud.
0: Yes, flames. Luckily, the station survived the fire. So by the time the Coast Guard got there, it was only the boathouse and I think the fog horn building. Mm. Oh no! The foghorn building was charred, but survived, and so it was able to be, you know, cleaned and fixed without having to build a whole new fog st- foghorn yeah. station. Nice. Um, but the boathouse, four boats, and the wharf were destroyed, and cost around twenty thousand dollars to fix and rebuild. So it could have been a whole lot worse if you think about it. We didn't
1: put it in the garage, at least in the they,
0: house. <laughs> they said that if the wind had been blowing in from the east or maybe the west i can't remember if the wind had been in a different direction the lighthouse absolutely would have been wow. destroyed because flames would have caught onto the lighthouse building i mean if you small if island. you look up a picture which we'll have on our instagram at the lighthouse Lowdown on instagram it's a very small little island all the buildings are close together there's and also would have been fatal it's the boathouse there's no way off the island they yeah. would have just been you know Trying to swim. (laughs) It wouldn't have been good. Not best case scenario, but also absolutely not worst case scenario. So that's the other disaster that happened at this lighthouse. But other than that, it's lived a pretty calm life. Looks like a
1: nice island. Nice place to be.
0: Yeah. So we're going to fast forward to the 1960s. The Coast Guard went public with plans to automate the lighthouse at this time, Mm. which would have been fine. Except for that... Because of the costs of maintaining a lighthouse that's offshore, they wanted to demolish all the buildings on the island and replace it with a skeleton tower that has a lens on top, yeah. which, like, it would save a ton in maintenance costs. Practical. And the Coast Guard, yeah, didn't have money to maintain a lighthouse that looks like this. Like, if you look up pictures, it's beautiful because of its intricacy. Yeah. All of the trim and the railings and all of this stuff, which. Like, why would you want to upkeep that as Coast Guard? Like, we're going to go out and put white paint on this railing every, you know. Yeah, tax dollars. Every year. Yeah, it yeah. just doesn't make sense. And But obviously, San Francisco is so attached to this lighthouse because it's, you know, historic and it's one of their landmarks. The locals were angered by the Pretty idea of taking out this landmark. So the Contra Costa Shoreline Parks Committee Ooh. intervened. By having the lighthouse placed on the National Register of Historic Places, meaning that it couldn't be demolished (laughs) under any conditions. (laughs) Nice. But really, the main root of the problem is that the Coast Guard and no public agencies, including the the Contra Costa shoreline, had the money to maintain it. So for almost 10 years, it was just left to be reclaimed by the wildlife and the Mm. sea air and all of that. And was only visited by the Coast Guard. Every once in a while to check the lens and they just didn't do any work on it because they're not required to maintain it unless it affects the running of the lens on top. So in 1979, the East Brother Light Station Incorporated, which is a nonprofit citizens group, was formed to fix up the lighthouse for public use. So they applied for and were granted the Maritime preservation matching grant by the u.s department of the interior and the coast guard which was very happy about all of this happening because one it takes maintenance off their hands and also they don't have to worry about fixing up uh, all the rest of the buildings yeah. and everything because it's it's still a protected building so you can't just let it to go to crap so i'm sure they were doing some maintenance stuff on it but just not
1: kind of hands tied on that spot yeah
0: there. so they were happy about the responsibility being taken somewhere else to bring this lighthouse back to its former glory the coast guard allowed the group to license uh, sorry a group a license to occupy the island and i don't know exactly how long the lease kind of is for it was basically everyone was happy about this, this yeah. solution
1: this is in the 80s now
0: uh just before the 80s okay late 70s. mostly they had a workforce of volunteers many who became regulars and their jobs were like Peeling off asbestos shingles to reveal the original like redwood siding. Ooh, Here, let me see. I like that. I actually have some pictures of asbestos. the restoration work.
1: Asbestos is pretty nasty stuff.
0: Yeah, it's and they, bad.
1: I think they learned about that in the 70s and 80s. I'll oh, post yeah. this on
0: our Instagram. But really awesome before and after. If you can see, even the railing they had replaced with just wood oh, so yeah. they didn't have to you know, do all this. The windows are boarded up. The siding is not It's just in survival original. mode. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, like the spires were taken off. The nice thing is the people who was doing the restoration work were looking at photos and drawings of what it would have looked like originally. And so when they restored it, they brought it back to what it would have looked like when it was first built. So nice. all of these, you know, demotions that had to been yeah. made for the sake of not maintaining the lighthouse uh, got replenished by the restoration work. All right, it's look beautiful.
1: At Even black and white, it's gorgeous.
0: I know, you can just tell. I really like the uh the balcony up here, the lantern, the gallery bal- yeah. balcony changed to be really pretty. Also, another thing is a lot of the like the siding that was put on this lighthouse was actually covered up on purpose to, quote unquote, modernize the lighthouse. So Gross. Yeah, we love Victorian and they wanted to cover it up because it wasn't in style at the time. Which, it makes sense. <sighs> no, but now...
1: No, it doesn't. This is the same generation that covered hardwood floors all over the world, <laughs> all over carpet. the U.S., <laughs> with shag carpet.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. Like they didn't, The hardwood wasn't in style, so they didn't value it. But <sighs> we value the way that it looks originally because it's special and not because it's modern. But when you're living in the lighthouse and it's like, oh, this stuff is so outdated. Why would they care about... Victorian style. Right. Throw
1: some that. shag in there. Get those feet all comfy. Oh
0: gosh, I know. Imagine if it was like groovy seventies on the inside. Some actually, mustard, that would be Patchy cool. shag. <laughs> mustard. <laughs> Make it bright red.
1: My grandma's house had a red room that actually was my mother's room growing up, and it had shag carpet that was red like we're talking, you know, bright like fire engine red. Oh God. And uh, then the living room. You know, the main room had fire patchy. engine red.
0: That's what it is. Earlier, I was saying fire house, like, yeah. fire fire station. Fire station. And it's you fire said, engine. Yeah, you should have said it. it's fire engine. Yeah,
1: everyone knows fire <laughs> engine red. I'm telling you, it's like all the way through the house was sold a couple years ago, but all the way through, you know. And then also, the living room had <sighs> linoleum tile like rolled out yeah. everywhere, but the room itself had carpet that was not only shag, it was mustard colored. And it oh. was patchy. Like there what? were like hand size tufts that were taller than other pieces. So it was an uneven carpet. Oh. My I'm telling you, God. at the time, it was probably the hottest stuff. Oh.
0: <laughs>
1: so we're going to make fun of ourselves. Now someday, it's an, an
0: abomination. But really? You mean with our We're not rip- going to be cool studio? forever. Remember when we had moving blankets as sound barriers?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's an acoustic treatment, actually. But yeah.
0: we're not selecting this because it's in style, it's just because it's out of necessity.
1: Because we're. <laughs> On a budget. We're we're uh, light. On a budget of podcasting zero dollars. <laughs> on a budget. Personally funded by yours truly.
0: Yeah. The lights are a nice touch. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Sorry. Moving on. Once again. We're just really, we should call this. I was offended
1: by the modernization of the 70s. Yeah.
0: I, I can see why that happened. But when you look back, you're like, why would you ever do that? It's because they didn't.
1: Yeah. They got shag carpet. They killed the muscle cars. You know, it was all good. It's a great era.
0: Let's not go down that side tangent. I know you could talk about that for a long time. <laughs> okay, so during this restoration time, they had five to twenty workers per weekend working on this lighthouse, just as volunteers. Nice. Yeah, so we love those people. Good group. Here's another picture that shows. Ooh, what is that? This is the cistern uh that oh. collects rainwater and that's where all of the water on the island comes from they don't get any deliveries of clean water or anything it comes from this fresh water.
1: still to today mm-hmm. that's incredible
0: yeah actually i have notes about that as well but yeah and then here i, th- I believe is the water tank and then you have a well sh-
1: a cistern is a water tank so that might be another collection they might transfer it tank It might be two tanks but I it, think a cistern Yeah, is it a, may
0: be that during rain events, they collect water in the cistern, pump it into the water tank, and then they can have two. I mean, if this is all your, where your water comes from, yeah, you gotta, you'd think you'd have a backup area. But I have a map that I can show you later also from Wikipedia, oh. which probably came from the actual East Brother Island uh, webpage. I didn't find it on there, but I'll have to show you. Anyway, but here's another example. I'll put it on the Instagram for our listeners to take a look at. It's pretty cool. It's very drastic.
1: Well, the coast looks so close.
0: I know. Even 10 minutes seems like a long time. Yeah,
1: you would do a kayak 10 minutes.
0: (laughs) They're probably like, oh, yeah, whatever. Okay, buddy. (laughs) Okay. Everything on the island in the 80s was restored for $300,000 in today's money. And started its life as a bed and breakfast, which is what I'll talk about right now.
1: That's a great budget.
0: Yeah, it's actually it's very a job. Especially because they had to do so much work on the lighthouse itself. And then, like in normal, you know, restoration work, you just have to worry about the tower and maybe the keeper's cottage. But this is the entire island mm-hmm. we're talking about. Even like pouring concrete yeah. and stuff on the uh, around the cistern.
1: So 300000 in today's money is probably like fifty grand back then.
0: <laughs> so if I was looking around online a little bit, uh, TripAdvisor has about 150 reviews for the B&B and has a score of 5 out of 5 stars. Ooh. And that is true for Yelp as well, which has 140 reviews, 5 out of 5.
1: Shout out to East Brother.
0: I know. It's listed as one of the six best weekend escapes in San Francisco. And I didn't look at what the other ones were, but... This is the only one we care about. We'll say it was number one. <laughs> of course. So you stay in the lighthouse if you're if you rent a room. It's uh you stay in one of the rooms of the lighthouse. There's four, and then another one outside, which is in the foghorn room. But but it's not where the foghorn is uh, active. Oh. It's just where the old one is, so you can. It's That's like, cool. It's more of like a museum sort of thing in there. The rooms are the Marin, San Francisco, Two Sisters, and West Brother. That's the name of the four rooms that are inside. And then the rest of it is communal, like the the living room, mm-hmm. the dining room, and everything is communal. So when you do go, you're more interacting with the people that you're staying with. It's kind of like a... A social event
1: you're on an island that's pretty cool. i know
0: like what where are you supposed to go yeah,
1: i'm gonna go out for the day <laughs> yeah all right i'll see we'd you we'd rather soon.
0: Uh, be just you know keep to ourselves yeah <laughs> it's like ma'am that's impossible <laughs> <laughs> say hi to your neighbors the walters quarters is the one that's separated in the foghorn station and walter is actually so walter fanning Whoa, i have a picture here he is says says, um, cutting out porch railing supports during restoration. I'll post this picture as well. He was the grandson of John P. Kaffad who was the keeper from 1914 to 1921. And so he did a ton of help during the restoration efforts and actually visited frequently when his grandparents were living on the island. So he, he'd been here a, a long time and played a key role in doing all the restoration. So he had a... The quarters named after him in the Foghorn Station. So nice. if you're staying in Walter's quarters, it's referring to Walter Fanning.
1: He's also an aw. He looks like an awesome woodworker using eyeglasses without safety glasses. Yeah, but at least and he, has, he has a very got- scary old school bandsaw. <laughs> should be terrifying.
0: We're not here to critique.
1: He's probably rocking it.
0: He got the work done. And under budget. <laughs>
1: Very cool, though he gets to be uh, involved. His his grandfather was Walter. Oh, John.
0: John Kofod. Kofod. Anyway, so as I was saying, the lighthouse is communal. Um, so you get to mingle and explore Mm -hmm. together. And for overnight guests, a four course dinner is served in the dining hall. Oh my gosh! Yes, all at the same time. So it's this big long table. Um, I might as well just pull up the.
1: Is there an Airbnb listing?
0: No, it's uh, you have to go through their website.
1: Oh, they're private. Here it is. Oh, yeah. Here's a dining room. Nice to. table.
0: Yeah, very nice. Um, but anyway, they have a four-course dinner, which is also served with your selection of wine that you can pick to go with your meal. The menu changes seasonally, but may include beef and salmon wellington with dill hollandaise sauce and a glazed rock Cornish game hen and much more. Those are just wow. their... Um, you know, so once again, it's saying favorites. it's
1: not cup of rice. It's
0: yes. Good, it's good stuff. We're not talking potatoes and jerky anymore. Legitimate
1: four-course. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So they must have like a chef.
0: Yes, they have a chef. Awesome. Which I'll talk about.
1: <laughs> or a catering company with a helicopter or boat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, every time they go to pick up the guests, they're also picking up a guy in a chef's hat. I've
1: got to interrupt again. I'm so sorry. Did the video last night? for our interview with Toby Smith and Uh he mentioned um, a dinner catered event I think it was um, Outstanding in the Field Mm -hmm. catering Uh, and they so I put one of those photos in the video you can go view it Um, but it was pretty special as well big long table like 100 people at one table on the beach so that's crazy lighthouse themes
0: I'll have to see I'm gonna watch this video so everyone else should too (laughs) but yeah On top of that, breakfast is served at 9 a.m. And the menu, uh, one of the menu favorites is Lighthouse French Toast Soufflé. I like that. Like, stop. This sounds amazing.
1: I'm too basic to know what soufflé means. Ouch! I've heard it before. Could you?
0: What? We watched Great British Baking Show. Yeah, I watched
1: the Great British Baking Show, and it's (laughs) (laughs) overworked. But I still don't. (laughs) Overworked. It's a shame
0: that.
1: It's a shame that. It's a shame. Anyways, for uh, those who haven't watched the show um, and are victims to this audio, uh, those are common phrases. But what is souffle? Could you remind me? It's just... It's just... Something light and fluffy. Yes. Lighthouse French toast souffle. There you go. It's a dish. It's a baked egg Egg dish.
0: Egg-based dish originating in France. Combined with other ingredients, it can be served as a savory main dish or sweetened as a dessert.
1: All right. Thank you so much, (laughs) Emily and Google.
0: You're welcome. Now you know. Also, for overnight guests at the Lighthouse, going back to the Lighthouse, away from Soufflé, champagne and hors d'oeuvres are served when you arrive. So this whole experience is pretty bougie uh, and very like deluxe and special.
1: Food focused. I'm a big <laughs> fan.
0: Yeah. It did say online that one of their accommodations is that they have a bar. And I'm like, does that mean champagne and wine or are we talking gin and tonics? and long island and lighthouse named drinks i don't know i think it'd be exciting i just immediately was thinking like how cool would it be to just have like a wedding party like a bachelorette party on this island because you can rent the entire thing for twenty five hundred dollars
1: <laughs> the entire island hmm. for a day
0: it might be a weekend but i'm not totally sure if you do decide to stay at the lighthouse you'll be picked up four p.m sharp from point san pablo yacht harbor And dropped off again at 11 a.m. the next morning, or however long, however many nights you decide to stay. They're open Thursday through Sunday, so you can stay that many days, up to four days. The boat ride is only 10 minutes, and the boat is rated for six people with safety stuff on board.
1: (laughs) Safety stuff.
0: (laughs) They went into detail on the website, and I was like, It's
1: It's got pool noodles. They're they're just
0: trying to let you know that you're getting on a boat that's equipped to save you if it goes down.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The old Titanic story.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Once at the island, you'll have to climb a 4- to 12-foot ladder, depending on what the tide is. And uh, you'll have to climb on from a bobbing boat. You're not allowed to wear sandals, and you have to be physically able to Uh, do that. I love this. (laughs) So once you're on the island, the keepers provide a tour, including history, the restoration efforts, and when it's functioning, a demonstration of the old diaphone foghorns. So you get to go check it out. Like I said earlier, this foghorn runs 24-7 from October to March. And the operating foghorn is actually not located in the foghorn building since that's where the antique foghorn is. And also Mm. the building also has a fourth order franal lens on display for you to look at. And also the last revolving beacon that was used in lighthouse because now it's an led Marine beacon. And I have a picture to show. (laughs) (laughs) Here it is. So it's still franal lens-esque. It
1: looks like a series of muffin tops.
0: What does that remind me of?
1: It's like a honey jar. It's
0: like a Michelin Man kind of thing. Michelin Man. Honey jar, that's a good... Yeah, like a... Oh, yeah, it's the honey honey comb comb. scooper.
1: Well, which is shaped after the hive. The hive is is shaped in in Winnie the Pooh Bear.
0: I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, this is the... Current that's beacon. the marine leap beacon. Yes, that's at the that's being used in the lighthouse. So it's still a current guide to navigation. So
1: you get there, you get a tour of all these things. You mm-hmm. get a tour of the light station itself, the old light, the all frame of the lens, buildings. Yeah, they, the they old tell you horn. about
0: the restoration that happened, and
1: and you have to be on a ladder and physically able to get there. That's very exciting. Yeah. What an adventure!
0: You have to really want it. I really want it. This foghorn that's on, you can still rent a room at the lighthouse, and they provide you earplugs for nighttime, but actually, the light station was built to muffle the sound of the foghorn, because it has brick and mortar in between the double wall uh, construction of the lighthouse, which, one, was to muffle the sound of the foghorn, and two, was to sustain winds, because you're on an island in the middle of a strait, so you're going to have higher winds so very thick walls yeah yeah it's not the the guests have described the foghorn sound as soothing and not annoying so <laughs> you can keep that in mind a here. soothing foghorn
1: i don't think i've heard that before
0: here's the map of the light station we have a little blip here that shows you where we are mm-hmm. and one this was the, the wharf prior to uh it was blown up yeah
1: oh yeah that's not that far from the light station
0: yep Danger zone, so six six is what we were looking at just a second ago. Five is the water tank, so we were right about that. Six is an innkeeper residence, so I'm assuming if you're the keeper at the lighthouse, this is probably where you end up staying. Yeah. Eight is a rain shed, so this goes towards the cistern is collected here. Oh,
1: that big concrete pad. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a parking lot. Cause no. <laughs> why would you have a vehicle?
0: I wonder if they walk. They probably don't walk on it. You think you have to walk around? Hmm. I don't know. It's got a little border here, so I don't know.
1: Maybe to keep your water source clean, maybe you don't walk on it.
0: Oh, yeah. That would make more Cleaner. sense. Cleaner. So the foghorn now is over here. Okay. And uh, so as far as I can get from the light station.
1: <laughs> really cool.
0: Yeah. That's about it. I'll also post this on Instagram so people can take a look and see where everything is on the island. It's just, it is, the island is the station. There is no extra room anywhere. For anything other than, like, if you look at Standard Rock or um, any of the other island lighthouses that we've covered, there's a lot of space. uh,
1: Not Standard Rock.
0: Not Standard Rock. That's another one. Standard Rock is absolutely. It is the (laughs) island. (laughs) Oops. uh, I meant uh, Little Ross.
1: Yeah. Triangle Island. Yeah. For example. Huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Something fun to note before Mm -hmm. you go out there. Internet is not available and they don't have (laughs) Wi-Fi. (laughs) <laughs> but they, they say on the website, there's plenty of reading material including an illustrated history of the restoration project and board games are also available. So,
1: oh, thank goodness there's yeah. board games.
0: They like to say that when you go onto the island, you're going back in time to as it was before, you know, the electricity. Yeah. and When Monopoly I mean, still had but, yeah. metal pieces. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> you can book the entire island for events or overnight stays. Price varies per night or time of year, but it's up to $525 a night for a room. So it can get pretty expensive or $2,500 to reserve the island for something. And day visits are actually allowed only on Saturdays during the summer months. And you get picked up from Point San Pablo uh, Yacht Club at 1115 and dropped off at 3 p.m. And it's $25 per person for groups like 7 to 12. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good. And you can also plan food and beverage service service in advance. But other than that, it's just to check it out.
1: So what's what's the capacity for the island for staying for lodging? Is it four rooms, it's two persons? It's five
0: a room? rooms, and there's a queen bed in each room, and so it's, it's two people. But you can also arrange to have like um, a rollaway bed yeah. or whatever in the Fewer room to, that you're yeah. you've rented. So. Hmm.
1: Really neat. Yeah. That's a unique experience. I've never heard of anything like that.
0: Now, the whole reason that I covered this lighthouse in the first place mm-hmm. is that they're hiring. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're high, they're, yeah, You tell us more.
0: They are searching for two, quote unquote, keepers to apply jointly for $140,000 per year. And it's a two-year time span, but the duties are... Uh, intense it's like
1: 140 a year
0: Mm-hmm. it's like you're a keeper but you're also a maid a boat captain a chef and a gift shop attendant so the chef that we're talking about earlier is the person who does everything else like housekeeping
1: so you're busy yes there's two people that have to apply jointly yes okay
0: yeah and you have to have a valid captain's license issued by the coast guard to even apply because you're also running the boat Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You're also picking up people. Uh, and I looked, and if you don't have your your captain's license number, you can't even proceed with the application.
1: You need not apply.
0: Yeah, exactly. They put that, need not apply. And if you have pets or kids or smoke, you can't work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no companions other than the one.
0: Mm-hmm. You got to really want it. The previous keepers, Tiffany Dance and... Tyler Watterson estimated they worked 80 to 90 hour weeks while they worked here, mm. um, which was from 2019 to 2021. But um, they wrote that their schedule was quote, brew coffee, bake fresh blueberry muffins, cook and serve hot breakfast for 10, give historical tour and foghorn demonstration, clean up breakfast dishes and kitchen, reset dining room, clean the inn, start prepping for a course dinner for 10 more people, run boat service to the mainland, make beds, run boat service to the mainland again. You don't get a second of... And I was even saying, like, the the day visits, they start at 11.15. You get dropped off at 11 if you make an overnight stay. So there is zero time in between any of that happening. So obviously working really hard. But despite the grueling schedule, they said they really enjoyed their time working on the island. And the only reason that they weren't continuing is because the application is only for a two year time span and then it gets really? moved on to somebody else yeah. you
1: can't be reapplied no nope. well that's okay so they are lighthouse keepers then, mm-hmm. and there's two of them yeah
0: that's really cool there's yeah. very
1: few left i mean i know Talk to a couple now, i'm sure
0: but. like they're not official because i guess i don't really know
1: they probably are. I I'm mean, not sure. I don't know if they're keeping the light. Maybe the Coast Guard maintains the light yeah. itself.
0: That's what I was thinking is maybe the Coast Guard still technically in charge of the light uh, since they're just leasing the island.
1: I mean, even an automated light is still not worry-free. Yeah. That's really interesting. And it's still active, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah but I, I'm going to attach the application in the show notes. Hundred forty grand per person? I think it's split. Okay.
1: California taxes on top of that
0: for ninety hour weeks.
1: For some reason, I vaguely remembered you told me about this mm-hmm. as you were reminding me. I thought it was four hundred thousand dollars.
0: Oh my! Um, That'll be awesome.
1: And I was like, yeah, yeah, but that's a lot of. It's a lot of work. I mean, that would be an incredible amount of uh, of pay, but. But it's not. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then I was thinking, I'm, uh, one of my tangents, I'm pretty sure the United States president gets paid $400,000 a year as oh, a salary. Wow. And then, you know, all the book deals and Whoa. whatever else they happen <laughs> to find themselves luckily getting their way into, but uh, speeches and such. But uh, yeah, 400 grand. I was like, I think you could be the president or you could be this lighthouse, lighthouse keeper. Uh, I'd much rather be the keeper. Yeah, definitely. Even. Because it's only two years. Even for 70 grand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it would be cool. People online were being annoying. They're like, here's a breakdown. It's only $7 per hour you're getting paid at this, you know, yeah. if you do that much work. And it's like, people that are on here are not doing it for the money. Yeah, no They're... one's
1: like, well, I just need a job.
0: Yeah, like, oh, 70,000? <laughs> That's great. For 90-hour weeks, sign me up. There, It's because they actually want to experience this not because they're going to be making bank by the time they get off the island it's just yeah it's awesome
1: it it is awesome and it's still i I don't know depends on your perspective i think that's a a fair amount of money
0: yeah i agree that's what i was thinking too stephanie and brian Weselek. i am sorry if i'm saying that wrong um they're the current keepers and are leaving march 2023 so It's coming up. We only got a couple months, and they still have their application open. So if you are interested in being a keeper at East Brother Lighthouse, you should apply. But make sure you have somebody to apply with you. (laughs) And you're also going to want to like them because you're going to be stuck with them for two years on an island. And one of
1: you has to be a captain.
0: Yeah. One of you has to be be really, really good at cooking. It's actually like you have to have professional experience in being a chef to apply.
1: Mm. (laughs) Well... They'll get somebody. Yeah. And they'll be thrilled. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. That probably gets they'll probably get dozens of applicants. Yeah. That is a lot of uh a lot of requirements though.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can't just be anybody. But I you wouldn't want it to just be anybody. But okay, so working as a lightkeeper mm-hmm. is not the only way that you can help out on this island. You can also volunteer and the group is called the Wikis. The Wikis. And they use proceeds from the Airbnb to maintain the lighthouse. Wicked. Uh, They have on their website, uh, also, I'll post a link to the East Brother website. It's got all this information on there and some pictures and stuff. Uh, You can see the inside of the lighthouse and all the cool rooms. They said, quote, We especially need skilled people in diesel mechanics, construction, electricians, plumbers, and donations of parts and equipment. Tasks include painting, gardening, carpentry, and inventorying whatever your skills or energy level end quote. they basically
1: they need skilled trades yeah
0: they need skilled trade but they're also they put on there whatever you are able to do we are willing or we're grateful yeah. for anyone yeah. that can help out because i mean painting is one of the things that's included so you know
1: yeah i'm sure a lot of it is uh very difficult work mm-hmm. the, the easy stuff's probably taken care of
0: yeah the uh work days are the second saturday of every month as i mentioned in the beginning from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. So you just spend a day out there uh, working on the lighthouse. And you can sign up to do that on their website. They have like a whole system where there are so many volunteers that you have to claim a spot when the invite is sent out for
1: oh my the gosh. volunteer
0: day. Yeah, you have to be, you got to be quick enough.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a great problem to have. Yeah. I, yeah.
0: No, can't complain. You can also donate on the website as well. So if you just follow the link to their website, you can find it on And there. is
1: that the EBLS dot org that i saw earlier east brother lighthouse yeah let me lighthouse station i'm sure you'll link it up but yeah ebls.org yep. very cool
0: they even have a, a little notch on here keepers search where you can read about uh what oh, it's a be beautiful done. photo yeah it's a great picture so much fun and that's it that's what i have for the lighthouse it's pretty cool that's i just saw awesome i saw a post from business insider on facebook that they were hiring, and so I kept it in my back pocket for a little while so that hopefully you'd forget that I showed you it. I did forget. <laughs> and then decided to cover it, but it's got some cool history, and they're actually booked solid for a few months, I checked. They're they're only open Thursdays through Sundays, and all of them were taken for several months. So The lodging? Yeah. yeah. So if you wanted to stay on the island, you'd have to book pretty far in advance.
1: That's really neat. Is it uh, in one night stays usually or is it typically a weekend um, like Thursday through Sunday?
0: You. The thing is like you can book any amount of days or any amount okay. of time. Oh, another thing that I was going to mention about the water source. You can't shower there unless you stay for more than one night because the, all the it's only is required. Yeah, they have such a limited source of water that they can't really allow anybody to shower. And there's only a shower in one of the bedrooms. But if you rent a different room and want to shower, they arrange for you to have access to the shower. <laughs> wow.
1: So you rent a different room yes, and you say you, you need to shower. You just
0: waltz into somebody else's room and be like, I'm going <laughs> to use your shower.
1: <laughs> the shower. So it sounds like potentially the easiest thing to do, it depends how dedicated you are and where you're at, but, mm-hmm. would be to go to San Francisco for a weekend, spend one night doing San yeah. Francisco other things, and then... Maybe one night out here. Yeah. I board think games, one night would be nice. Smoking cigars.
0: <laughs> because you get to see the entire island. Uh, you get to have a really nice dinner, really nice breakfast. And then, you know, what else would you stay for?
1: Just hanging out. Look at the views.
0: Join the the chill air.
1: Join some porch time. That sounds really nice.
0: I really want to go up to that lantern room. Mm-hmm.
1: That's mm-hmm. very nice. Mm-hmm. I need a rocking chair up there. <laughs> 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 that's what you want to do you want to take a nap like, yes. oh that looks like a great place oh, to take a nap it would be nice and the, the sun. sunlight on your face
0: yeah it's like a dream
1: <sighs> Emily for those who don't know her oh, here we go. uh, sleeps with the light on and prefers <laughs> sunlight directly in her eyes when she's sleeping if at all possible
0: I sleep best with sunlight unobstructed blaring into my eyeballs
1: and loud noises
0: not loud noises
1: noises Friends television show.
0: Yes. Friends. I fell asleep within an episode. (laughs) Which is great for Vince because he likes darkness and silence. Yeah. Like
1: a cave. (laughs) Cold we live together. Quiet. It's perfect. It's perfect. So but here we are in the rip rap studio. Yeah and uh it's our first episode. So thank you all for joining us.
0: Yeah, thanks for joining us. And make sure you check out our YouTube channel so you can see all the stuff that we were referencing whenever we were talking. I hope I didn't uh, go on too many tangents talking about something nobody can see. No. Uh, but
1: I Please, yeah, please check out the YouTube because we have... Uh, That's awesome. Well, right now we have zero followers. Um, we have zero <laughs> videos and <laughs> zero views. Uh, but once we have one video on there... I would really love for that to be more than zero followers. Yeah. I would really appreciate I that. I hope
0: everyone will go at least just check it out. Just see check it out. How it looks. But also follow us on Instagram at the Lighthouse Lowdown, where we'll also be posting photos. And you don't have to watch um, a YouTube video if you're not into it. <laughs> our website is podpage.com slash the Lighthouse Lowdown. You can use that to find out how to listen to our podcast episodes. We have a lot of different outlets you can listen to them on. And what am I forgetting? What's it? I think that's it. So we hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll catch us next time on The Lighthouse. Wait. And we're back. Everyone, wait.
1: (laughs) And we're back. (laughs) It's been three seconds.
0: I have a YouTube video. Um, It's the foghorn that's used at the light station. Okay. Here, let me turn on the light. The sound bar is
1: off. You're going to want
0: to hear. <laughs>
1: wait <laughs> do it again <laughs> do it again <laughs> alright so you said it's you earlier used the word b- biphonal
0: diaphone diaphone okay I don't well I don't really Oh, that should be our next history buoy is types of foghorns okay I'm on it she's on it thanks for joining again, everybody and um hopefully you caught that (laughs) i nearly just blazed ahead without playing that but i think it's it's a cute foghorn and also that's what you're going to be listening to if you stay there between october and march (laughs) (laughs) all right catch you guys next time bye